the Independence Exeter City podcast. This is Grecian Talk with Ollie Heptinstall, Paul Martin, and Paul Sussex. this week's show we'll look back on yet another defeat for City after the FA Cup hopes were dead and buried at Gig Lane yesterday. We'll also talk about uh, other goings on at the park, look back on uh, yesterday's FA Cup action and in the Premier League as well. We'll also uh, preview what is now a massive game on Tuesday at home to uh, AFC Wimbledon. Uh, Plus your chance to win Mike Blackstone's new book. So stay tuned for details on that, all that and more on this week's Grecian Talk. Right, welcome to the show. Uh, with me this week uh, is Paul Martin. Hello. Uh, Mark Briggs is here as well. Hello. And uh, finally, uh, it's Paul Sussex. Morning. Right, welcome along, everyone. Uh, yeah, disappointing defeat, uh, wasn't it, in the cup yesterday at Berry? FA Soji's goal, uh, sending the home side through to the second round of the cup at Exeter's expense at Gig Lane yet again. Um, Paul, uh, disappointing that we tumble out of the cup early for yet another year. Yeah, it is disappointing, but I think it was expected as well, to be honest. No one really had too much confidence, I don't think, going into the game, and Tisdale's cup record isn't great either. I mean, it's not quite as embarrassing as the loss to Curzon Ashton a few years ago, but, I mean, Barry proved to be our cup nemesis a few times now, and unfortunately proved to be so yet again yesterday. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame because the cup run would have been nice, but, obviously, yeah, disappointing to go out of the first stage. Uh, yeah, and uh, Hans, uh, a bit worried that you've got psychic powers because you said on last week's show... The goal scored by Effie Sodger. He'll struggle to walk all the way up to the uh, other end of the pitch for the corners. We're going to have to wait 10 minutes for him to complete that. But once he gets there, he'll be there at the far post and no one will pick him up. Well, after the show, could you uh, tell me Tuesday's lottery results, please? <laughs> right, on a more serious think... note, uh, F.A. Sodger uh, was this week's beneficiary from a set-piece... Uh, How much longer can this go on, this dreadful uh, set-piece conceding run? I think it's even more embarrassing that it was uh, Effie Sodger. I mean, he did it to us um, two years ago in the FA Cup after a bit of an argy-bargy with Logan. The referee sent Logan away and uh, meant that he had a free free header and it seems uh, yesterday you know nothing's been learnt we all know Effie Sodger was going to score um, with a free header how come the players didn't know that um, absolutely depressing that yet again that's uh, 12 headed goals um, that we've conceded this season it's just not on yeah it's disappointing and worrying as well uh, Mark uh, Tiz obviously listened into last week's show as he changed to uh, 352 on our recommendation uh, didn't change City's fortunes though so uh what do you think he should do now? Uh, well, he, he's, I think he's tried everything with the players that he has. Um, so it's definitely time to bring in the loan players now. Um, there's other League Two clubs that have done the same thing and it's helped them out. Um, but yeah, it's becoming ridiculous the way we're conceding these goals because um, teams obviously now have to play against us. And if we don't stop it, then who knows where we're going to end up. Um, but the positive is, uh, if we don't, if we do stop these goals, then uh, we might have a chance of keeping a clean sheet because um, the there's no other types of goals coming in at the moment. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned loan players. Um, former City loanee Laurie Dallavalle uh, has gone on trial at Crewe this week from Fulham. So he could have been an option. Have Tiz um, 
got in there a bit earlier, but he's a crew now, so uh, that's another option out the window. Paul, uh, sounded like there was an improvement uh, when Flinney came on in the second half, John O'Flynn, of course. Should he start on Tuesday against uh, AFC Wimbledon? No, I'd be tempted to start him, yeah, because they need to go go for goals really at home because they haven't scored for what well, seems like ages now. And um, yeah, I'd be tempted to go Gow and Kiriton up, uh, not O'Flynn oh, and Kiriton up top, sorry, with Gow in behind and just uh, attack from the off really because AFC Wimbledon are a fairly weak side, I think. They've let in quite a few goals this year. And I think to go two up top would should be a positive sign, especially with Gow in behind. And uh, yeah, it did sound better in the second half when he was on. I listened to the second half and it sounded all City as they went forward forward, but just couldn't find that equalising goal. And so yeah, I'd, I'd give him a start on Tuesday. Yeah, well, we say sounds like that every week, doesn't it? We're pouring forward and um, having chance. We, we never seem to score. Um, Hans, we, yeah, we're still not scoring goals. Um, so should Tom Nichols be possibly given a run out on Tuesday? Perhaps uh, Aaron Dawson and Jordan Moore Taylor in defence as well. I think one of the surprise substitutions yesterday was bringing on Aaron Dawson. Uh, I really didn't understand what that was about. This is an opportunity, I think, for Tom Nichols to have come on and have uh, three or four players up front. I would hope that we have some sort of change or a lot of changes on Tuesday night. There's a lot of players on there that aren't pulling the weight, aren't earning their uh, wages. Tom Nichols starting has to be an option. Um, maybe O'Flynn. I think Curitan and Gow are important. I'm sure those two will get back into scoring form soon. Um, but I think um, Tom Nichols has to has to feature. I'm not sure about him starting. I think Flynn and Curitan should be up the front. I think it's more the midfield that we seem we need to look at. I'm not sure that Circum is pulling his weight at the moment. And I think there's one or two others in the midfield that aren't pulling their weight either. No, but you do have to sympathise for uh, the city defence because uh, Schumacher for Berry was very quick. Right, um, that was poor. Okay, uh, right, we're going to move on now. Uh, Elliot Freer, um, he's joined Salisbury City on loan for a month. But uh, Hans, sh- shouldn't he be in the first team? I was quite shocked at that um, loan news coming in in the week. Um, I, I think many of us were thinking that Elliot Freer to start and to start against Berry was uh, one of the options for change that we so obviously desperately need. Um, to see him then go on to uh, Salisbury on loan was um, very much a big surprise. I think um, that's a bit of an error. I'd like to have seen him uh, play yesterday. Yeah, yes, I was going to say. Uh, obviously, we had no uh, natural left midfielders featuring in the team yesterday because obviously uh, Aaron Davis wasn't in the squad, um, and I think it was it was it Craig Woodman who was on the left side there. Um, I, that seems to surprise me why he's playing there. Um, but uh, yeah, we haven't got. I think letting Freer go was a massive uh, loss because um, for that. For that month, we're going to be without a left-side midfielder if Davis is going to be staying out of the squad. Well, it's only a month, isn't it? And I think he can be recalled as well, hopefully, um, if it does get bad. And Well, Craig Woodman did go on the left wing-back, didn't he, yesterday? It didn't seem to work that well. OK, uh, Danny Coles said in his uh, Echo column this week, he said, a scruffy goal might be all we need to kickstart our campaign. Uh, yeah, that would be nice, Danny, but... Uh, not conceding goals from set pieces every match would help no end, Paul. Yeah, it would. I mean, it's no use scoring one scruffy goal if you're going to let in three from corners at the other end. So uh, there's, I think, more pressing concerns with Danny Cole to sort out, which is leading from the back, sorting out the defence from set pieces, because it's basics, really. 
and uh, you'd like to think that on the training ground they're working to stop conceding these stupid goals. But um, yeah, scoring any goal would be nice at the moment, so Scuffy one would be absolutely fine by me. Yeah, and well, hopefully we will score sometime within the next uh, decade. Keep up to date with the show via our website, grecientalk.co.uk. Okay, um, we're going to move on to discuss FA Cup and Premier League now for a short while. Um, One of the main shocks from uh, yesterday's first round action was Chelmsford 3, Colchester 1. Uh, Paul, we'll stick with you. Great result for Chelmsford against their Essex neighbours. Yeah, great result. And uh, there were over 3,000 people there yesterday. I had a look at the BBC report. And uh, yeah, the Blue Square South, I think, Chelmsford. And so to beat a League One side in Colchester is a fantastic head from them. And uh, it's what you want to see in the FA Cup first round. I think there are a few others that we're going to go on to talk about as well. But in the local Essex Derby FA Cup first round, to see the lower ranked side come through, it's, uh, yeah, it's good to see. And hopefully Dorchester can win their, well, in effect, sort of local derby today later on. Yeah, absolutely. South uh, Blue, uh, Blue Square South Side as well. Um, Metropolitan Police, they came close, didn't they, at home to Crawley yesterday, uh, Hans, and it was a good effort by the Met in the park um, in, in the car park of New Scotland Yard. Um, it was uh, a good effort by Met Police. I saw them in the previous round knockout South Park. I'd quite like to have gone to yesterday's uh, game, but decided that um, the expense wasn't particularly worth it. They were a well-organised side in beating South Park. I had high hopes of uh, them beating non-league Crawley Town, or should I say League One? I still think of them as a non-league team. No doubt Crawley will yet again go on uh, a cup run and get some big team. I think we always like to see Crawley Town lose, but never mind. Yeah, and uh, unsurprisingly, Paul Jones not keeping a clean sheet in goal for Crawley yesterday. Uh, Torquay nil, Harrogate 1. Um, that was a shock, wasn't it, down there at Plainmore? Um, with Torquay on a, oh, a decent run, weren't they, in League 2? But that didn't carry on into the cup. And uh, Mark, yeah, Torquay take a surprise tumble out of the cup. Yeah, it was a massive surprise. I wasn't expecting that one. I was expecting Torquay to be in that hat for the draw today. Um, but yeah, a lot, I think they were they were top, they said um, they were booed off the pitch yesterday um, uh, as Harrogate beat them. And uh, Lee Mansell said in his tweet that um, he said, "Well done to Harrogate. Um, we were that Torquay were poor today." So um, yeah, it shows that the cup can spring a few surprises. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we're going to move on to the Premier League now. We haven't discussed the Premier League this season, so we'll briefly venture into the Premier League whilst there was no uh, League 2 action last week. And the main game yesterday was at uh, Old Trafford, wasn't it? Manchester United 2, Arsenal 1. Paul, comfortable win for United, but Arsenal were pretty awful, I thought. Yeah, I saw bits of the game and then I saw the highlights for much of the day. And I think it just emphasised the gulf between the two now. They used to be rivals at the top of the Premier League, honestly, but now... Man United are streaked ahead, really, and uh, Arsenal couldn't really cope with it, and individual errors, really, and, well, it's inevitable that Van Persie was going to score, I think, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they signed Watson players in over the summer, but they keep selling their best ones, which I think is the main problem, so, uh, yeah, they were poised today. Yeah, and as for Tottenham, they lost at home to Wigan, shock score, and they're at White Hart Lane. Disappointing day for Spurs, and uh, Andre, uh, Andre Villas uh, Boas, uh, but booze at the end of that game. Um, were unjustified in my opinion because they're still fifth in the league, Mark. Yeah, um, I, I was very surprised at that one. Uh, they've had some uh, terrific results over the last couple of weeks, beating Man United 3-2, probably the highlight of those, especially at Old Trafford. But yeah, a, um, a surprising result there. 
I have seen Tottenham play very poor this season um, in the uh, Europa, Europa League. That's uh, I think they where they had their worst performances against like Panath and Icos. Um, but yeah, yesterday was a very surprising result. Um, I think Wigan can be one of those surprise teams again um, that seem to bounce off the relegation zone and stay up in the Premier League. Uh, but Roberto Martinez is obviously doing something right. Yeah, he does a brilliant job there at uh, the DW Stadium, as it's known now. Um, what else? Oh, um, West Ham nil, Man City nil. Um, Paul, it's not been a great start to the season for City. Um, the old saying goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So why is Mancini trying to change their system every match? Um, well, the only thing I can think of maybe is that if he thinks teams will have figured them out from last year, perhaps, and... Uh, because obviously as champions, everyone sets out to stop them now. And uh, so perhaps he thought that he needs to vary it up a bit to add some variety and confuse other teams when they prepare to play them. I mean, yesterday he went with three up front, I think, with Balotelli, Dzeko and uh, Tevez, which is a great front three for anyone to have, but he couldn't score past uh, Jaskaline in the West Ham goal. So obviously something's not quite clicking there. They're still unbeaten, I think, in the league, but obviously they've had a terrible time in Europe. And um, yeah, they haven't really kicked into top gear yet, I don't think, like they did last year. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Jasko Line. It was his former Bolton teammate, Kevin Nolan, who had a goal, which I thought, well, shouldn't have been ruled out for offside, should it? Uh, quite clearly was a level. And yeah, West Ham unlucky not to win that game. OK, we're going uh, to have a few predictions now on who's going to win the Premier League title. I know you don't watch much uh, Premier League. Hans, but we'll start with you. Who do you think is going to uh, win the Premier League? Um, I, I would have said Chelsea, but I think they've now their season because of uh, the complaint about Klattenberg and I don't think they're going to get anything from uh, any referee for the rest of the season now as uh, punishment by the referee union so it would be Man United Okay, uh, what about you Mark? Uh, yeah, well it would be nice to have a change from uh, last season because uh, I wouldn't want to see Man City uh, win it again um, but yeah, Man United looking strong, Chelsea looking strong uh, I think those two are the main contenders this year. Um, I think they'll both win Cups, but yeah, I think I agree with Hans that um, Man United will win the league. And finally, you, Paul? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I think Man United look too strong this year, really, and they've got so much strength going forward. And yeah, I don't, I don't really like any of the teams at the top of the Premier League, but unfortunately, I think Man United are going to win the league this year. Yeah, unfortunately, I might have to agree with you there, but I'm a part Chelsea fan. Um, but yeah, I think Man United, unfortunately, will win the league this season. OK, uh, we're going to move on to the Championship sh- uh, for a brief a brief period, rather. Um, yeah, there's quite a few appointments, new managerial appointments uh, in the Championship this week. Mick McCarthy to Ipswich, Dougie Friedman to Bolton, Ian Holloway, surprisingly, uh, went to Crystal Palace, Sean Dyche uh, to Watford and Henning Berg. Um, to Blackburn. Blackburn finally appointing a manager. Uh, Hans, are they good appointments? Um, Like you, I think uh, Ian Holloway appointment was a bit of a surprise. I believe it's because he got offered a very long contract at um, at Crystal Palace. Um, How long before uh, Herg um, Berg out at um, Blackburn becomes uh, the uh, the thing? I give it until what. First of December when they start that, they just um, I think the the problems at Blackburn are are bigger than uh, just the manager and go straight to the owners and the people that they have there in the club. So um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. 
Mick McCarthy at Ipswich. I think that one came as a surprise. I thought I thought Mick McCarthy might now be out of uh, management. Um, clubs do seem to like to cycle unsuccessful managers around. Though I suppose that's a bit harsh on Mick. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does well at getting teams up, doesn't he, to the Premier League? But doesn't do particularly well in keeping them in the uh, top flight. Um, I I did make an error. Sean Dyche went to Burnley instead of Watford. Watford was his former club. Uh, before they uh, harshly sacked him last season, Watford in in, uh, in favour of uh, Gianfranco Zola. So Daesh has gone to Burnley and they got a win there yesterday. 2-0 uh, win for them. OK, we're going to move on now. And it's competition time um, for the first time here on Grecian Talk. It's very exciting. Um, we've got a, not only is it competition time, we've got a bit of music to play in the background as well. Some cheesy music. Here it is. Oh, fantastic. Uh, right, competition time. Um, for your chance to win uh, Mike Blackstone's new book, Exeter City, Down the Years, uh, it includes every competitive result, brief details of every player to have turned out for the Grecians, and an in-depth review of every season. The occasional triumphs, the all-too-frequent lows, the personalities, they are all here in a book that will fascinate and entertain any Exeter City supporter. So it sounds like a very good read, and for your chance to win it, uh, you have to answer this question correctly. On last week's show, we discussed with Jamie Reid his wonder free kick in the last minute of a recent game for Dorchester Town. But who were the opposition last night? That night, not last night. Send your answers in an email to hants.xweb at gmail.com. That's hants.xweb at gmail.com. H-A-N-T-S. Names will be drawn from a hat and the competition closes at 5pm on Wednesday. So good luck with that. Okay, we're going to move on now and uh, look ahead to Tuesday, the uh, big game against AFC Wimbledon at the park, a return to the park for a first time in quite a while, actually. Seems like an age since we were last at the park. And uh, hence, a big game for the Grecians. The game is huge. um, It may only be one game out of 46, and it's um, just three points, but I think we're having such a terrible run at the moment that putting anything into that game to win it is uh, absolutely crucial. I think if uh, we lose on Tuesday night, I think um, the crowd will turn against Paul Tisdale. Um, you know, the players will be booed off. They've, you know, the, the fans have been extremely tolerant. I think um, patience is running out. Um, however, I think um, our problems are so deep that um, I think... Uh, Neil Idley's Wimbledon will win 1-0 and of course it'll be a free header um, at the far post from a corner <laughs> or a free kick. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one with Tisdale, isn't it? Because, you know, we had five brilliant seasons under him but the last 15 months or so, they haven't been great, have they? Um, Paul, what's your thoughts on the issue and what do you think What do you think should be done? Should Should we just leave it for a while or...? Um, I think, well, I think this month coming up is a huge month really because there's some testing games in there. I mean, after Wimbledon on Tuesday, Fleetwood, Rotherham, uh, Bradford, uh, Gillingham as well, I think. And uh, so they're all teams that will be wanting to be in the playoffs and challenging for automatic promotion. So I can't really see us getting anything from those games. But if this losing run carries on through November, then I think there's got to be a time when you sort of say to him, sorry, but well, thanks for all the good times, but uh, just playing too badly at the moment, stuck in a rut. And I think if we don't get anything from this, these two back-to-back home games this week, then I think it'll be time to perhaps move on. Yeah, what about you, Mark? Um, uh, AFC Wimbledon, big game really considering, like Paul said, the uh, the tough game City have got after that. 
this is a massive game. I think this is the only time we can look at ourselves as the as going into the game as favourites uh, this month. And this is the three points that we need to get. We need to be beating teams like AFC Wimbledon and Dagenham and Redbridge. Because, to be honest, we're not going to win another game this month. We can't beat, we're not going to beat Fleetwood, Bradford, Gillingham or Rotherham, I don't think. I'll be very surprised if we do. Well, perhaps uh, Wimbledon result will... Uh change City's fortunes around let's hope so and uh, yeah big game at the park on Tuesday and another big game at the park on Saturday against high-flying AFC AFC Fleetwood AFC um, Fleetwood Town uh, there on Saturday Um, I won't be there on Saturday unfortunately because I'm at a wedding so it's going to be the first time in about 35 home games that I'm gonna I'm not going to be there so a bit gutted really since about March 2011, so my run is going to come to an end. But Paul, you'll be there on Saturday, and uh, what's your thoughts out of that one? Um, well, it'll be a tough game. Fleetwood are a good side. They're hoping to get back to back promotions, obviously. And I saw they signed Barry Ferguson on loan from Blackpool this week, so ex Scotland captain will be lining up at the park this weekend. And um, I, I'll be honest, the way City are playing at the moment, I can't see them getting anything out of it really. I mean, if the home form has been dire this year, if Chesterfield and Bristol Rovers can come to James Park and go away with three points, and I see no reason why Fleetwood can't either, to be honest, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Fleetwood have got uh, big experienced players, haven't they? John Park in the big big striker up front, who will cause Danny Coles and Pat Baldwin um, endless problems, I expect. And we've also got uh, well, Barry Nicholson, the former Preston man, Damien Johnson, uh, who's turned out for Plymouth. Uh, Yormo Winnie in defence uh, yeah they've got a very good team uh, Hans your thoughts ahead of the match um, we appear to have done seven shows in a row where we've reported on a defeat on the Saturday um, next week is my last show I really don't want to go out on a, a loss on a, an eighth Saturday in a row loss as well so I think um, Fleetwood Town would be so confident uh, in their first ever competitive game against Exeter City that Barry Ferguson will be joined with their youth team and that uh, will then therefore be able to punish them and we actually win 3-0 against uh, Fleetwood Town uh, Curitan, Gow and um, Aaron Dawson for uh, Exeter in front of 1,500 people. Hey, best of luck with that one, Hans. Uh, what about you, Mark? Okay, uh, yeah, the Fleetwood game uh, is it's, going to be a tough game. Um, I'm having a stadium tour that morning, actually, so I'll be up in an early round of the stadium that day. Um, but, yeah, that will be a very tough game. Like you said, all those um, big players... Um, Fleetwood, um, a, a team that have come up from the conference on high confidence and uh, they'll be looking for a promotion this season uh, but uh, Hans uh, looks at it positively uh, saying that they'll come to the park posit- um, uh, too confident um, I'd love to see that happen and let's finally get a win on a Saturday Yeah, hopefully uh, Fleetwood will be a bit complacent and we'll get a win there um, Right, all that's left I think this week is uh, prediction time so, prediction time will start with Mark for both of the games, please. Okay, um, Exeter Wimbledon will be 1 1, and we'll get a goal from Matt Oakley. Uh, and then Exeter Fleetwood, um, I think this is going to be 2 uh, 0 to Fleetwood. Okay, and what about you, uh, Psychic Sussex? Right, it's a 1 0 Wimbledon win and 3 um, 0 over Fleetwood. Okay, and Paul, finally rounding us off. Uh... Um, I think a 2-1 home win on Tuesday night against AFC Wimbledon 
All right, I'm going to be positive this week. I'm going to go for a 3-1 win on uh, Tuesday night. Wimbledon will get a back post header to start with, but an Alan Gow-inspired comeback will see us take all three points. And then on Saturday, uh, we'll win 4-0 against Fleetwood. And uh, Paul Tisdale will be doing, you know, like a Jose Mourinho knee slide on the pitch after the game. So that'll be that'll be a good one for you there, Paul. Right, I think yeah, that's... You'll be to miss that one. I will be. Um, yeah. In, it's gonna in his chinos. Yeah, they're going to be get a bit dirty, I think, but uh, that's the price he's going to pay. Okay, right, that's about it for this week's Grecian Talk. My thanks to uh, Paul Martin, Paul Sussex, and uh, Mark Briggs for their company this week. Do join us next week for more Grecian Talk.